You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. What's going on? Welcome back. Idaho Sports Talk, Prater in the Ballgame right here. Bob Beeler filling in for Mike Prater today. And I'm going to call this kind of the, the super geek hour. Okay, Bob, because we're going to start off with something you like to geek out on, baseball. Mm-hmm. Favorite sport? We're going to continue with something I like to geek out on, the NFL Combine, mm-hmm. which starts tomorrow. And we're going to finish the hour playing a little trivia, hooking okay. our listeners up with some wonderful prizes, including two tickets to the Idaho Steelheads uh, hockey game coming up. So some good stuff there, Bob. I'm excited. Thanks again for filling in today. Appreciate it. Uh, let's hit up our Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline. Uh, one of the best in the business when it comes to baseball writing. He's with CBS, does a terrific job, and he has his finger right there on the pulse of what's going on between the players and the owners as far as this baseball um, lockout, whatnot, Bob, and uh, love having him on. And it's Matt Snyder who joins us. And, Matt, thanks so much for your time. I was hoping you were going to be able to come on and talk about a settlement. So uh, how close actually are we right now to maybe having a settlement? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think very close at all. I don't know why I phrase it like that. I think I'm reeling from you guys saying that I was kicking off the super geek hour. Yes. I didn't realize I was held in that high. We, we weren't putting you in that uh, category. Yeah. We are putting ourselves in that category. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, I, I don't think it's close. I, I mean, they're doing a lot of walking back and forth. We see all the, the grainy video footage on Twitter. It looks like Rob Manfred walked back in with the players right now. Um, but from everything we've seen, especially all the players who seem very, very frustrated, uh, I mean, we've got Joey Gallo posting a LinkedIn profile, which was hilarious, by the way, because under strengths, he put strikeouts and hitting into the shift. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you've got uh, Bryce Harper posting like a Yomori Giants, you guys have room for me on your team. Like, mm-hmm. it just it seems like the players are resigned to – this just isn't going to happen today. Uh, so, no, I'm not optimistic at all. I wasn't coming into the day, and I haven't really seen anything that, that would change matters. Look, it, the owners have drawn a line in the sand uh, a long time ago, and they have not budged from it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it, this is where we are. Well, the owners came up with the lockout through the commissioner, obviously, Rob Manfred. So let me ask you the yeah. question. What do the owners want? What do they want either to be different or to hold the line on? You know, what would be the one, two, or maybe even three? What do the owners want? Why, why are we not seeing them budge on anything? I, I think they want to be able to make every single decision on their own and have zero input from the players. I mean, it's every look, look the players ha, have given them universal DH. The players said yes. The players said yes to advertising patches on their uniforms, which makes the players nothing. It just makes the owners more money. Okay. The players said yes to that. The players have said yes to expanded playoffs multiple times it looks like they're going to do it again to go up to 14 now they're holding out because it's their last piece of leverage but i assume that's going to get done eventually too that's another win for the owners because the players get paid during the regular season yes there are world series shares but this is going to make the owners a lot more money than the players to expand the playoffs to 14 teams the players are going to say yes to that eventually too uh then the players just say look with inflation and I know it's hard to put ourselves in the shoes of the players who make a lot more money than us, but let's keep in mind the types of players who make the league minimum. A lot of them are guys who are career minor leaguers who shuttle back and forth, and they only get the league minimum prorated for when they're in the league. They're saying, 
raise the league minimum, which is the lowest of the four major professional male sports in America, by the hmm. way. It's the lowest hmm. league minimum, but they play 162 games. So they play the most games and they have the lowest league minimum. But they're saying raise it to 750000 a year, and the owners are saying, no, we can't go over 640000 That's drops in a bucket for the owners. And given everything the players have already given them, like I mm-hmm. said, the advertising patches alone have to pay for the increase in league minimum. They just they have to. Yeah. Uh, but it's it, all this leads me to believe, and I saw Will Middlebrooks, I, I'll, I'll admit, he is a colleague of mine now. I work with him at CBS Sports. But he tweeted, he's a former Players World Series champion with the 2013 Red Sox. So obviously he's on the player's side. But he tweeted earlier today that he thinks the owner's don't make that much money in April. And maybe they realized it during 2020 with the pandemic shut down. And he said he thinks the owners just don't want to play in April. So they're just going to keep kicking this down until they can say opening days May 1st. And then they get to make money the rest of the year. Makes a lot of sense. And we're visiting with Matt Snyder, covers baseball for CBSSports.com. I mean, the better weather starts in May in most of the most of the country. Yeah. I'm sure if you look at the other attendance, than, than it's, and schools, day, it's yeah. school is still in session. In the month of April, Over May a lot is when. Of places. Yeah. Yep. So I, I guess what I was going to ask you, based on TV money and ticket sales, how many out of 162 do you think the owners would be willing to get rid of to get what they want? Do you think they'd be willing to to say goodbye to a month? Yeah, I think that. I mean, I, I, I a couple weeks ago, I would have said, "Oh no, no, no! They want the full gates. They want everything, especially after 2020." But it just doesn't seem like a side that wants to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to not budge from anything like that, if they were really itching to get back to baseball, they'd be negotiating instead of just saying no, 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 no. Like, yeah. just saying no is not a negotiation. Uh, so 140 maybe? I mean, if we if we say May 1st, yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked at every single team's schedule. I assume that most teams play a, a little bit more than 22 games. But, you know, you have a few more open dates in April than in other mm-hmm. months. So, you know, 140 seems reasonable to me. Maybe they'll throw a couple double headers in there just to make sure they can get to 140. But I'll say around 140. Yeah. And I still – I'm cynical about the owners for the most part, but I'm not all the way to the point that I think they're going to do anything like cancel half the season or, God forbid, even cancel a full season. I don't think that they're going to do that. So I think – once they get to the point where we, it looks like April's schedule is pretty well out the window, I think they'll start to come down on some stuff. I hope. Maybe it's just my optimistic side yeah. kicking and, in. And, you know, they talk about different rules, but you tell me if I think if you think I'm off base, but I think the owners would probably give up anything on the rule side if they got whatever money they wanted, right? They they could care less in that respect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, they don't. That's the thing is, like, so few of them seem like genuine fans yes. of the game that just want their team to win. Like the Steve Cohen, even like Tom Ricketts when the Cubs won the World Series. Now that they've won the World Series, it seems like that's gone out the window too. And yeah. people are a lot more worried about money. You know, it's like we, we don't have. You know, like where are the Mark Cubans uh, of the sport? And it mm-hmm. seems like Steve Cohen might be one, but it's how many more are there there like that that would rather lose money just to watch their team win and be happy for the fans. It just doesn't seem like there are that many of them. They seem a lot more concerned about just making money. Well, I'll give you another one. I think the commissioner of baseball doesn't really care about the sport as far as as a fan or the game. He never comes across to me like he really it is into the game. It doesn't come across like that at all. 
No, it doesn't. It, and I've been working on a column that is probably going to drop tomorrow. And I, I, I hit on a few of those <laughs> notes that it just, it just doesn't seem like that. He, and it, he, he seems to lack self-awareness too. Mm-hmm. Like he has so many gaffes that would be so easily preventable if he just thought things through and cared more. Like the piece of metal, the World Series trophy is just a piece of metal. Anybody that truly loves baseball wouldn't even accidentally say that. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, in my lifetime, and I go back, Bowie Kuhn is the first commissioner I I, rec- I, rec- I remember and recognize. Manfred would come in dead last on the commissioners as far as who I Crazy. think cares about the game. Right, Absolutely. Got- and, you know, well, for years we complained about Bud Seelig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take Seelig back in a heart. Oh, come on. Right Bud Seelig cared about the game. He, uh-huh. he cared about he the did. game. You could, you could disagree 100%. on some of his ideas, but mm-hmm. he cared. No question. Great information, yeah. and, and make sure to read that column tomorrow on CBSSports.com. We got Matt Snyder with a CBS Major League Baseball writer, and uh, they're covering uh, the negotiation and the lockout and whatnot. How how big of a buzzkill is this for the fans? I mean, we love opening day, Matt. It's early April. Yeah. It's usually right around the Final Four time, and and every it's just it's such a fun time of year. I love it in April and. You know, for the fans, and, and, and think about this. Two years ago, you didn't get an opening day because of COVID. Last year, it was kind of shaky because not everybody was letting fans in yet. Like, how far has baseball fallen behind in the last two or three years? And it doesn't look like they're in any hurry to play catch-up. No, they're not. And it is it is pretty depressing to think about uh, 2019 opening day, that was the last time we had a quote-unquote normal opening day, and that just seems like a long time ago. Um, I was in Cincinnati. Absolutely. Was, gosh, I could, uh, Derek Dietrich hit a three-run bomb. Pinch hit three-run bomb his first at bat for the Reds. Uh, you know, yeah, that was – I remember Christian Yelich hit a couple bombs. Javier Baez hit a couple bombs in Texas for the Cubs. And, and think about any of that stuff I just said, how long ago that all seemed. Mm-hmm. It yeah. seems like it's ages ago. Uh, yeah, it's depressing. It is a big buzzkill. Um, I, I, I am still holding out hope, though. Let's say it's May 1st, mm-hmm. just for the sake of argument. I do think it will be exciting. I think we'll see a lot of ballparks that are full, hopefully. Uh, the weather will be a lot nicer in a lot of places than it would have been on March 31st, April 1st. Um, again, probably my optimistic side coming out. But uh, I, I do think that just looking ahead, and let's say we get most of a season, if everybody remembers going back to the playoffs last year, at least once we got past the wild card round and we said there's eight teams left, or even including the wild card round when, when there were 10, remember going in, the sentiment was anybody could win this thing, man. You could make an argument for any of these teams to win the World Series because the field's so wide open. I feel like that's the way it's going to be again this year. So if we do only have a month off, I feel like once you get into the dog days of summer, once we get to the playoffs, for the most part, it will have been forgotten, hopefully, and we'll just be excited about the playoffs. And anything that they do with Universal DH will start for this season, correct? I think so, yeah. I think that's a done deal. So it's another one of those things which is frustrating that the owners treated it like (laughs) some piece of leverage in in acting like they gave the players – some big concession here with it. 15 teams already had the deal. Right. You're basically getting 15 <laughs> players a little yeah. extra extra money because they're yeah. going to be starters now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's and, – and the thing is, the the DH-only guys, 
even Jordan Alvarez plays some in the field. Mm-hmm. Framil Reyes probably plays some in the outfield. Most teams just rotate guys through it mm-hmm. now nowadays. Mm-hmm. There, there yep. aren't that many David Ortiz, Edgar Martinez types anymore. Most teams, it's like your day of quote unquote rest is you DH instead of mm-hmm. playing the field. Yeah, you, and then you basically pinch hit a different guy at DH. Yeah, you basically yeah. pinch hit four times. Yeah, I, yes. I, Matt Snyder with a CBS Major League Baseball writer. You know, Matt, what type of spring training preseason type of thing do you think baseball is going to have this year? You just said you think, you know, May 1st is probably a decent target date for opening day. What does that mean happens throughout March? What's spring training going to look like, Matty? Well, we have kind of a blueprint in place from 2020 where they did the summer camp thing with, with all the teams in their home ballparks. But I don't think that they, that's what they should do, and I really hope they don't because the, the economies in some of these local cities and towns in Arizona and Florida are heavily dependent on spring training for revenue. A, a lot of like local businesses, restaurants, sports bars, a lot of places around those ballparks, they make a lot of their money around spring training. So I think it would be really crappy to just forego the, the what February to this point and then maybe two or three weeks into March and then say, oh, by the way, we're just going to do summer camp again because we did it in 2020. I, that would be terrible. Now, so right I now, our minor leagues... Whenever they put it in, they just do spring training. Hmm. Are they having spring training down there right now with minor leaguers? And if with you were down leaguers, in Florida, could yeah. you go to the games? Uh I, sorry, I actually don't yeah. know that answer. I've been so focused on yeah. the major league games, right. but I know the minor leaguers are there. But I don't know about like them charging, having games, and, and you know, selling tickets to the minor leaguers versus minor leaguers games. They don't usually do that, so I don't know if they have the infrastructure in place to. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I don't want to act like that. No, <laughs> right, I don't right. I was that. just thinking about it because they're there. So yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. only a geek like Bob Beeler would want to go to those games anyway, right, Matty? <laughs> and they're out I mean, on the back Well, field. it is a super geek hour, <laughs> yeah. so there you go. Uh, we're, we're following your coverage. You're doing a terrific job there at CBSSports.com, and, and we'll keep your number close by, and hopefully maybe we can bring you on when we have better news to talk about, Matt Snyder. Hopefully. Really appreciate yeah, right. you today, man. Have a good one. Stuff. Matt he, Snyder, Boise, Idaho. He's been great. He's been great. Have you been, would you say, Bob, are you more team players or are you more team owners oh team players this time I, i've been team owners before back in like the 80s and 90s i think there needed to be some things to kind of help out but no 100 percent with team players the owners don't want to play right now is what it seems like to me God, that's weird yeah we just don't want anyway hey guys download the ktik app on your android or apple device and you can catch this show and every other thing ktik does on that app it's an easy peasy situation coming up you know what else starts tomorrow bob oh man combine week you think you're a baseball geek i'm an underwear lifting weights measuring your hand size kind of geek bobby and i'm going to convert you 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 go to the uh to the combine, I'll go to the backfield and watch the minor leaguers. <laughs> NFL combine, what's the one combine event that you think is the most important or even most entertaining? What's the one combine event that you enjoy the most? Text that event to 208-424-9300 on the Cloverdale Plumbing text line. Beeler's in for Prater. This is Idaho Sports Talk Prater in the ballgame. Sports Radio, the ticket.